0: what's up everybody this is eve with the healthy charleston podcast for those of you don't know i'm a physical therapist and this podcast is dedicated to giving you the right health and fitness information that is both practical actionable and evidence-based this is season two of the podcast and we are so excited We're going to have a little less interviewing. We're going to do some more topic-based discussions with myself and some of the Made to Move Physical Therapy and Performance team. Maybe have some guest hosts out there. We are so excited for season two. Thank you so much for joining us and supporting us. If you have any questions for me or the crew, just search Healthy Charleston on Instagram or you can reach out to us directly at to move pt.com that is the number two thanks so much see you soon
1: what's up everyone welcome back to the healthy charleston podcast recording this episode with coach tim was a blast uh, he's a super successful personal trainer here in charleston and he told us all of the stories about what led him to where he is today all of his his experience, his background, um, a few funny embarrassing stories along the way. I highly suggest listening to this episode because we just had so much fun. Um, He runs his business purely on word of mouth referrals and we can definitely see why. There's also a few really great nuggets in here that you'll want to grab, so we hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Healthy Charleston podcast. Today we have Coach Tim with us. Welcome, thank you so much for coming. We're happy to have you.
2: Thanks for having me. Everybody else said no, then. That's yeah, exactly. The case. We had so many cancellations. <laughs> we were like, I we have to email this guy. Right. Finally. COVID. That's what. That's what. Everything went wrong
1: after COVID. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What you do here in Charleston.
2: Uh, so been training here in Charleston full time since '96. Personal I'm training. Here. Personal training. Yeah, personal training since '96. For the first six months, the only other thing I've done is through newspapers the first six months. Okay. To make a few dollars while I was waiting on clients to show up. And so since 96, I've done fitness full-time, personal training, managing training departments. um, Worked in uh, physical therapy as an assistant. For a while, learned a ton. And then because of that, wound up spending time connecting with a lot of other physical therapists over the last 20 years. Because... If you just talk nice to them they'll give you a bunch of nuggets and, right, and, and del- bands del- right? and <laughs> bands and they'll let you pick their pockets and you learn a bunch of stuff so Good. it's been a fun been ride excellent. been able to travel in the industry as well as a consultant so been real fortunate been learning a lot from a lot of different people
1: So how did you get started into personal training?
2: It was right after college I went to school for engineering Oh Mostly because uh, East Carolina University, Bristol University, and then Gulf Coast.
1: Oh, wait. Gulf Coast?
2: Community down in Panama City.
1: Oh, in Panama City. Okay. Yeah. It was number one
2: recruit baseball school at the time with Hall of Fame Yeah. Coach Mazarowski out there. And I was chasing baseball. Yeah. And so when I talked to the guidance counselor, based on my scores, math and science are easy and I don't have to study reading English, literature... Not so much, so engineering doesn't have as much of that. So that's why I chose engineering. And I loved it and still do. My brain's an engineer brain. But I like people. And I started working assembly line at Moen. Great company, nothing wrong with them, but it just wasn't me.
1: No people. Yeah, you seem like you're very much a people person. Tap
2: times and touching objects and not talking to anybody all day just wasn't me.
1: So then how'd you make the switch?
2: I just decided to knew one person in Charleston, and I called him up. It was an old, it was a teacher that I had years before that I kept up with. And I said, I need a bigger city. You know, Charleston's massive compared to where I came massive. from. Massive. Like, <laughs> massive city yeah. of Charleston. This is back in 96, not now. Right. Yeah. And I said, uh, man, I need to go somewhere bigger that has the personal training because I had worked in a health club every summer as lifeguard and then got into the weight room
1: you were obviously active and fit yourself. and not like you had never done anything. Right. You know, I was an you athlete. baseball.
2: Yeah. And none of it was really, I wish I could say it was all planned out. Tim had the perfect plan. I was just smart enough to go, okay. <laughs> when they asked me, do you want to be a lifeguard? I'm like, okay. Man. And that led me to, they also had a weight room. And I had been around the weight room for, for sports. And so they said, hey, do you want to pick up a few more hours in the weight room? And once again, I would just said, Okay. <laughs> and so the first was, and this will age me a little bit, my first role in that weight room was actually to fix the chain links in the old Nautilus. Ooh. Neither one of you are old enough to remember, but Nautilus. My
1: mom talked about those. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you
2: didn't say your grandmother had feel a better now. Right. But they're all chain-driven, like the chains on a bicycle. Uh, they're all chain-driven, and I was fixing those links. That's how I got in the weight room. Oh, initially and then people actually you questions because you're the only one close by and kind of felt good about that so years later when I finished school I was working part-time in the health club that I enjoyed every summer full-time at Mowen and just people appreciated me and I enjoyed the people in the health club so I said I need to do this full-time then on a whim I said all right in the next three months I'm gonna figure out a way to go to the big city of Charleston mm called my friend up. He got me a meeting. I told him I was coming here to work and they said, we don't have a job for you. I said, you will when I get here. You know, when you're young. Yeah,
0: you're... you seem pretty confident.
2: Oh, yeah. like yeah. my granny used to tell me. Boy, you all kind of confident for no good reason. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's changed a whole lot. Yeah. But so moved here and told him I was here for the job and uh, luckily talked my way into working for LifeQuest at the time. It was good.
0: I remember LifeQuest. Yeah. Big Bye-bye. gym. It was huge. Probably the biggest gym Bye-bye. besides. I don't know if MUSC was still around then.
2: Just, the Wellness uh, Center? They were kind of, yeah, they were just getting started. But do you remember LifeQuest Express? Yeah, I didn't start the big, like you're talking about, oh, the big. Yeah, next to the Round Holiday Inn. Yeah, that, stuff. yeah. That, that was the big one. That yeah. wasn't where I was at. Oh, no. uh, so, I didn't
0: know there was an Express one. Yeah, yeah. most people didn't. The Express
2: yeah. had this amazing view of, uh, it was on Leeds Avenue, and out the front door, our view was the jailhouse.
0: Oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, so that was across okay. the
2: street. Yep, that was our... That's where I got my start, you know, there. <laughs> and
1: then from then, you've just taken it off, right? To do your own thing.
2: I haven't seen that jail again, so I that's will say good. that. That's things good. have, things have been okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. So currently, what is the day in the life of Coach Tim like?
2: Well, now, like, so... Well, before
1: COVID, and then we can talk about COVID, too.
2: Yeah, before, before COVID, I'm in the gym. I still... I've managed... Uh, a lot. I've always had clients, even when I managed six different uh, clubs and their training departments, and would travel from here all the way down to Florida on a regular basis. Columbia and then Florida was the farthest away. I would still have personal clients just because I love it. There's just yeah. people I've known forever, and people I've they've become family, and so I've been fortunate to do that. And when I stopped working for the group of clubs. I just went right back to training. So, in the last two and almost two and a half years, I was back full time training again, and my days are like any other coach. Right, wake up, start around six six thirty, and finish up around seven at night with clients. Um, I do full time though, Mm -hmm. so I'm a eight to twelve client a day, but I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Our (laughs) son's older, out of the house, so yeah. Like my wife loves it too. Get you out of the house. <laughs> She doesn't like me at home too much. <laughs> and he said you said you did
0: some consulting too?
2: Yeah, so I was, I was real fortunate. I got to uh, be an educator. How it started was in 06, uh, the company Free Motion, which manufactures uh, equipment.
0: Yeah, I've seen some of those in some of the yeah. Gold's Gyms or O2s in town, right? They're yeah. Kind of- Pulley systems, right?
2: Yeah, they're known for their big pulley with all the adjustments. the number one piece sold in commercial fitness around the world is that one piece. We used them a
0: bunch. Uh, We didn't have like sleds, so we we tie a thing to it and we'd push and pull with that. We used to have workers' comp patients back Uh, in the day. Yeah, you pull because you just tie the Mm -hmm. a bar to it and then you'd be able to pull it and you'd be able to push it. And that's and it had the extra
2: long length of Mm -hmm. cable. They were the first to kind of get that. So they needed uh, educators, and the sales guy who sold us the equipment downtown, because we had the uh, downtown V, when we opened that up, I don't know if you guys remember that. I've heard about it, I've never heard, yeah. Gorgeous club we had right on the water there next Mm -hmm. to the aquarium. I still miss it.
0: There used to be a hippodrome (laughs) there, too, and that was gone now. What is it
2: now? It's part of the school, so the school rents that space out now.
0: Okay, I know that.
2: So the long story is that uh, he had to get certified. He was a sales guy, but they required all of them to get certified. And I had been through a lot of the certifications. And he called me and said, can you help me? I still remember I was in the grocery store. He said, can you help me? Can you take the test for me? I said, I'm not going to take the test for you. You're smart enough. Oh, my gosh. I said, but which one is it? And he told me it was National Academy of Sports Medicine. I said, okay, great. Here's the deal. It's, you're definitely going to fail if you go over on the script of your time. I said, here's the time killers that they don't care about, which is bicep, tricep. Here's the ones that you have to get, which is uh, the two that connect to the spine, which is psoas and lat. so you got to put those in your programming. And go ahead and throw a calf stretch in, and your time's always going to work out. It's like, that's your formula.
1: That's the test?
0: What is the test? Yeah, well, the, maybe the, I'm not familiar.
2: The, you first had, at that time, you first had a... Um,
0: build a workout program, basically? That was
2: the build a workout, was what I was talking to him about. Mm-hmm. But you had uh, multiple choice, choice prior... Mm-hmm. And that counted for about 50, and then the program design counted for 50%. And I said, well, everybody messes up on the program design. They go over 60 minutes, or they don't put in the critical points. And National Academy of Sports Medicine is very much about this corrective formula, and they're heavy on certain things for certain reasons. And so an ACE is a little bit different, mm-hmm. and I knew kind of their formula. Those so, are
0: the two most common for personal trainers, those two? Also, also
1: SCS, SCS right?
2: Uh, CSCS is um, is the NSCA's okay. certified strength and conditioning <laughs> coach. Yeah, and I can't get And ACSM, is the other big one. So those okay. are the big five. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think uh-huh. We had
0: a ACSM book in PT school.
1: Yeah, we had the like. CSCS class at PT school. I didn't. Tell yeah. Me. I'm a PT. So
0: yeah. <laughs> and they all
2: have slightly different formula, which is super yeah. cool, sure. right? And one's great if you're going to coach at college. You, you okay. definitely need... You're going to get C S yes. That's the only thing you need to get. Uh, and if you don't have that, you're probably not going to coach in a college. Hmm. It's their niche. Um, yeah, why is it
1: that way? Like, why can't we just have one big personal training... Like,
2: uniform. Now, that's... We can go down that rabbit hole, too, because that's... There's a lot of conversation about that. I don't know if that's your audience, but it's really... It's yeah. an interesting thought because... It's what we do for the bar exam. It's like medicine. We all have one standardized. Yeah, exactly. No matter what school you went to, you still have to meet this like standardized, yeah. we all agree on this exactly. and curriculum the and then specialization, which I'm absolutely open to, but I'll fight tooth and nail to not have the regulation because just like in medicine, then you have to follow how we get paid for it. And that,
0: yeah. you don't want more regulations. as you guys know, I'm cool. in the
2: right house to talk this. I'm always cautious to say this around others, but I know I'm in the right house to talk about. I don't want anybody else telling me how I get to run the business because I don't care how smart you are. It doesn't translate to the business side of it. And just as you know, a personal trainer can't work for three months to then get the billing in the rears. It just, it'll never work. I mean, there's
0: pros and cons, right? The pros are, you know, it's not regulated, so... You'd like to think survival of the fittest—the people that do a really good job, have good customer service—will typically see the most people. Mm-hmm. The con is you can have, you know, somebody who lot barely, sur- yeah, and, and give yourself a bad name. But I'd rather have a quotation-free market than be overly yeah. regulated than otherwise just personal. But obviously, that's well, and them. that's
2: where and that's where it's interesting because you can have the, people say it's one or the other, but you can have the best of both worlds. If we if we can sit down and talk and people are willing to meet in the middle, but everything's so polarizing, that's either one, yeah, one that's or exactly. nothing. I'm like, why can't we have high quality, a little bit of regulation and creativity and good input from all the, these. But that's, that's just, why yeah, I also that's come realistic, in. realistic, Tim. That was, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say we're, we're logical human beings. And if
0: anything, we've seen since COVID. We're <laughs> we not logical human
2: beings.
1: Speaking of COVID, so how have things changed for you now?
2: I, I still see, I saw nine people yesterday. I'll see eight today. I've um, seeing your regular client? I still train. It's just houses, garages, driveways, uh, FaceTime, uh, Do you bring Zoom.
1: equipment or do, they have, do people have home
2: bands? That was the one area. of the hardest. Yeah, yeah, I've come here multiple times like, I need more bands. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. please, I'm constantly sending texts. Like, man, like, didn't you realize there was a pandemic? Like, can I pull off a little... <laughs> I'm like, no, I need it now. No, I'll no. come to your house and right. pick them up yeah. personally. It's like, why do you know where I live? <laughs> <laughs> it's not creepy at all, I no. swear. So, so people like the
1: bands.
2: Love, love the bands. That's awesome. Um, and it's easy. Like bands, um, my buddy Jared has the Dinabell's. I was able to snag a few of those because he's local as well. So I leaned on all my local contacts, yeah. and then actually called some of my international ones that had like the bigger treadmills and the bikes and all that. Wow. And uh, some of my clients are now, um, some are full setups in their garage, some are in their house, but now they have equipment where we can last much longer now.
1: You really went yeah. all out for them.
2: They go all out for me yeah. though. They that's really often. do. They, I mean, listen, I've talked to a lot in the community and people are not as fortunate as I am. I have a clientele that's just amazing. To be able to do what I do, no matter what, is pretty awesome. Yeah,
0: good uh, brand yeah. loyalty there, right? Like people. It is yeah. so I community. will.
2: If they ask me for something, I'm a, I'm definitely gonna bend over backwards and make sure they get it.
1: Because well, you ask them every day to, to bust their butt, right? Every so. single day. So without fail. Do, do you have a lot of regular clients that you've had for years? Yes, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and then I've got uh, a few new ones since this all went down. So, um, so it's nice. Again, fortunate.
1: Where do you get most
2: of your clients? All word of mouth. I know I'm ashamed. I'm, so, I'm ashamed. horrible at social media. That's fine. It's People try and contact me all the yeah. time via Facebook or they Twitter me or they whatever Twitter it is. My nice. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is so. I'm millennial in the house. It is so know. bad how awful I am at that. And then I had a guy this morning, he builds websites, uh, very successful. And he said, Tim, I couldn't find your website. I said, because there isn't one. He goes, how do you survive without a website? I said, I really don't know. I'm not sure. He said, but I could build you one. I said, that'd be great. But what would it, like, what do I do with it? Because yeah. can it work while I'm training a client? Because I really like training clients. I really don't like sitting down at the computer. Right. And so all of, all of mine are word of mouth. Um, I get referrals from a lot of the physical therapists over the years that I've networked with and picked their pockets and if nothing else, they're like, hi, hey, this kid's persistent instead <laughs> right. of a oh, couple a people, right? right. <laughs> if he's working, he won't bug me
0: anymore. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, I want to circle back because I, I want to finish the end of that story. So with the consulting gig. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just really, I'm just out of sheer curiosity. I'm still wondering so, what it is. It was. We totally went on a tangent. It's actually a it always r- happens. So, yeah. It is. No, it's good. I say it's a really good story. You
2: can edit all this out later, That'll so make it like. much shorter. <laughs> there I is upload. no editing. <laughs> <laughs> Straight upload. So anyway, the got free Motion, when they said we need educators, he put my name in the hat uh, to make it a little bit shorter. Thir- they flew thirteen of us out to Colorado Springs at the time, because at that time, that's where Free Motion was, and I'm not being humble. When I showed up, when I was the last in, uh, hadn't traveled a whole lot you know. before then, I was the last in, there was introductions, maybe my feet were on the ground 20 minutes, quick introductions, and then we're like, hey, we've all been traveling, let's go for a run. Thirteen people, and the introductions were doctor of, written six books, adjunct professor at, i um, <laughs> Coach Tim. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. that's pretty much it. Right. <laughs> so um, there was just an amazing group of people there. And we went on a run. I got lost in the woods. The reason, though, let me clarify this. First off, they, don't, they didn't say, or maybe they didn't, and I didn't hear. I wasn't going to who's decision makers. That was my mindset. I figured out who's the decision maker. I go, I got questions. What exactly are we doing here? What's the rule look like? Because I train all the time. like It's exciting. But... So I'm asking them questions. Well, the ones I'm asking questions happen to be like... Billy goat mountain runners live in Colorado Springs. Right? An altitude I don't know anything about. Because sure. we call this the low country for a reason. Mm. Uh, we're running for a little while. And then we take this right hand turn. And it's a pitch where you actually have to put your hands down on the ground to climb up the side of this hill. We get up to the top... And I am wheezing, <laughs> and huffing, and I look around, there's only four of us. Everybody else took a different route, apparently heard the directions. Oh. If you're not an elite, marathon, backwoods, billy yeah. you should yeah. not come with us. I didn't hear that part. But then he, they look at me, and one of them is a the decision-maker. He goes, all right, this is where we're going to start. Oh. You know, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but now I'm committed, right? Right, too late. And none of you guys have this, but there's an ego that gets me in trouble sometimes. I understand. So I just said, I'm going to have to go. So you guys go on ahead. I'll, I'll find you to keep up. I'm lost. I finally saw somebody in the distance. I don't know if it was an hour later, three hours later. <laughs> hey! And so I get towards them. It was Jeremy, the guy who flew me out there, and I'm like, he's just going to put me on the plane and send me home now. (laughs) I mean, I can't even even go on a run without getting lost. So long story short, though, we went back with all those people. They gave us certain information. They had a, I don't know if that was the one we had Dr. Matt Ray speak and a couple other research scientists talk about, uh, you know, kind of industry and where we're at and why we do the things we do. And then the last day, they asked us to present to the group. And I was fortunate because I had been working on that just by lunch and learns and stuff I had been doing. The ability to present back information in bite-sized pieces so they understood in groups was where I shined. And so in reality, probably everybody else said no again. And so I was the one that uh, they hired um, kind of as a trial run. And I don't know if you know Juan Carlos Santana, not the guitarist, but the educator down at... uh, Institute of Human Performance in Boca. Okay. So he was well known. Put out a few training manuals, stuff like that. At the time, he was, uh, you know, pretty well known name in the speaker circuit for fitness. And of course, the very first one they hired me for was go to Canada and teach at CanFit, which is a really cool event.
0: What are you teaching specifically? So there was how to for that.
2: It was supposed to be just how to use their equipment. Okay. That was it. So real simple you how to use it you have it at your facility so you know how to use it you're going to be there and it's going to be rapid fire they come in they learn a little something they leave right so
0: you're the consultant if they purchase equipment you're the consultant comes in and teaches them how to use it effectively at, at that time i didn't even
2: get that far yet at that time they're like we're going to test you out to see if you can even present it in in a way in a live audience and these people come from all over the world mm-hmm. for these trade shows and they're asking questions based on their facility. Is it a small facility, a big facility? Doesn't so this is more out. of a
0: sales pitch than anything or more information session for so people they, who were interested. Yeah, they okay. had
2: the sales guys. And and if it was anybody with particular questions on program design, all that, that was my part. Okay. And so then the sales guy will kick them over to me and I'd go, well, check this out. And this is what the routine might look like. This is how you'd set it okay. up. Uh, and then we give a formal education that with the credentials and all that, uh, Ace and ESM gave you credits. Mm-hmm. So some would show up, and they just wanted the extra point, right? The CEC. Yeah, yeah,
0: we have CEUs too. Yeah. We get it. Yep.
2: Same thing. So then I became a provider of CECs, and so Free Motion would pay me to not just do Free Motion stuff, but to go into the trade shows and the clubs to provide CEUs or CECs. And so you talk an about way.
0: the Free Motion, and they might buy it, they might not, but it's a way for them to do marketing. Is exactly. exactly. Yeah. So now
2: I can teach movement it just so happened that free motion was basically that freedom of movement and they didn't care if I was on their equipment or their equipment was in the background as long as I was teaching everybody was happy and their brand was there they were fine with it interesting so it slowly evolved to then when I went to the clubs then they would ask me to go I got these racquetball courts I don't know what to do with I said well I do know what to do with it and here's, cause I also studied the bit at that time. I was also studying the business. I had business mentors, mm-hmm. um, from other, um, organizations or other, uh, fields. So they weren't in fitness at all, but they were clients. And so I hired a couple as consultants. And so it was fun because then I got to then translate that to fitness. So a lot of things. conversions, putting equipment together, how you manage trainers, that kind of thing. It's, slowly evolved over time, so then I, little by little, over since 96, been a few years, little by little, wound up traveling a lot of the world, a lot in Asia, uh, uh, Europe, uh, all over the U.S., Canada, Newfoundland. Wow. And you're uh, still,
0: from a consultation standpoint, you're going there mainly doing the free motion continuing education stuff, Yeah, or it's more so, the consulting for gyms. Now it's
2: a lot more of the gyms calling me back for consulting. Um, Still do a little bit of a continuing education, not as much, and now it's more the business side uh, for that. Or a lot of trainers. I spend just as much time with uh, trainers calling me saying, all right, so I've got to this level, but there's very few people to teach the individual trainer to go to that next level. Next level being what? Uh, Mostly it's, it's income or how I cannot, like, Burn myself out again.
0: Sure. How to scale and how to, yeah, yeah how burn out. How to scale
2: out. or should I? There's some that shouldn't be in business for themselves. Sure. They're going to do much better in a group, you know.
1: So, like business coaching, you've gotten into yeah. that.
2: Within fitness specifically, mm-hmm. yeah. That's awesome. That's unfortunate. I was, again, they call me and I go, okay. <laughs> Can you do this? i like, okay. Yeah, you'll I'll figure, figure out. it out.
0: Right, right. Yeah. There's the confidence that comes in, which I think is, is important.
2: Yeah, I know, it's good. And I've learned everywhere I've gone. It's funny because I'm the one teaching. Here's what I always say, though. I'm a great facilitator. I'm not a good dictator. And the way we learn typically is dictated to us. And there's a very big difference. If I can facilitate the learning, then I get to take away almost as much, if not more, sometimes than the ones that showed up for the CEU course.
0: Well, arguably, I'm pretty sure this is the case, if you can figure out something yourself and you'd be facilitated there, it's gonna be much better than someone just literally saying, here are the facts, memorize these PowerPoint things. Presentation. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be, stick more, it's gonna be more enjoyable, it's also... Yeah, you well,
2: know. as you, you probably already know, if, if I say it and you trust me, it's a great suggestion. And you might believe me, you might trust me, it's a good suggestion. But if that same information comes out of your mouth, it's absolute truth. And so a great coach spends all his time trying to figure out how you can get the other person to speak that truth about themselves. If you can do that, it's game over. That's a good point. Right? Because if it's absolute truth, I don't have to work so hard. Because now you're going to be doing things and your activities will now be consistent with what your truth is. And then it's just a matter of showing up.
1: So along those lines, what are those truths that you try to get people to
2: understand? It's self, self-awareness self and how great they really are and what they really can do. Uh, if they can say that, oh no, I can do more than I thought I could. If they can say, oh, you know what? I am more disciplined. You know what? I, I am more resilient. All of those things lead them to a character that then will perform. And it doesn't, It almost doesn't matter what it is they perform it. Like if, like you say a movement, right? Or I don't know if you say this. If you move and move often enough, you're going to get some good stuff. Even if you do it a little bit wrong, sometimes it still beats not moving. Yes, so honestly, I mean by yeah. a lot.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not that hard. I mean, you're, what you're explaining, you know, is simple, not easy. But it's it's literally that simple. If you take a patient. Like hey, when I will be really simple. If I bend forward, my back is going to hurt. And you and I tell them that they don't necessarily believe that. But then maybe they do it a few times and they start to feel better. And they yeah. then they believe it and they come back to us and to use your words. Hey, I'm actually my back is actually resilient. It can bend forward and not hurt. Yeah. They're like aha, like now I'm done. I can leave. Mic drop. You're, right. you're discharged. See you later. Right. So, so many
1: people are like wanting to get into exercise that they want perfect form and they're like, why I don't know how to do this because yeah. I want to make sure it's good and it's good form. And I'm like anything that you do.
2: It's better than doing nothing. 100%. And then you, I know you guys have listened in. I know that Nate has really spirited a lot of that, how mm-hmm. pain and psychology uh, go together. And we say movement and psychology, uh, kind of in that similar fashion. Uh, I'm always the dumb one in the room, so that's why it's always simple for me. When
1: Nate's in the room, we're all the dumb ones. But, the yeah,
2: agreed. <laughs> but with on that same form, because I know I've, I've heard you speak about it, plenty of times uh, it's kind of along those same lines, right is a lot of it's the psychology of how we get them to then believe in what that next step is with confidence because if you do that next thing with confidence, the best breeder of success is success. you took a step with success I bet you you're going to come back for that next step yeah and in fitness, the, my business philosophy is pretty simple is get results, they'll come back tomorrow. have fun while you're doing it they'll probably bring a friend. Yeah, I don't. I don't but, know what else to do. Yeah, that's kind <laughs> of it. Yeah, people tend
0: to overcomplicate things, and it's not necessarily that complicated. You know, they're yeah. trying to find what... a scapegoat or this magic pill. It's like, no, you just have to like yeah. getting results is hard. Let's be honest. If you truly yeah. want to get long term results and not short term results, is hard. You know what I mean? And then making it fun is also hard, and coming with passion every single day. But like, you do those two things, and you're right. That's everything else will literally. Literally oh, like take care place. of it, yeah, take care of itself. It's not that. That's
2: great. The complicated is for smart people. I don't do that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what do
0: you feel like makes you
1: so good at those things? At, at helping people get results and then making it fun.
2: What's the secret
0: formula?
1: Tell us. Yeah, that's what. We're really I, you know what? <laughs> uh,
2: it's so funny. As you're asking me that question, I hear myself asking uh, somebody else same question, and it's going to be such a letdown the answer because it's the same. Same thing he told me, and it was such a letdown. First of all, for me, like, I love people. I just do. You ask anybody that knows me, like, that guy talks to everybody. <laughs> like some of the sales guys, we go to New York or somewhere like that, and you make eye contact, you're from here, you grew up here, mm-hmm. right? So you know, there's a six foot rule. If you If you're within six feet, make eye contact, you acknowledge with some verbal communication, right? still do that right it doesn't matter what city i'm in and they're like oh my god seriously tim we've gone two blocks you've talked to five people like we've got to get somewhere right but they're real nice (laughs) you're like a dog they're so interesting what is
1: this rule if you're within six feet of someone and you make eye contact you you have to start talking to you them. have to engage them so you have to oh. at least say hello even right? during covid
0: you're supposed to be 60 apart yeah but even more so during COVID. Oh, wow. so now so now it's like 10 or 12 right, right. if you're within
2: 12 i'm like hey yeah. actually have been cooped up a little bit I'm like hey yeah, you know, come right. talk to me right. <laughs> it's i'm kind of lonely <laughs> <laughs> Never been a stranger. It's awesome. but no i love love people and truly if and this is like clients, right? If they share with me what they really want, like you're opening up something special. And if you do that, man, I'm in. You tell me a sob story, sad story, I'm in. I mean, you it's, you like rub that cat's belly and feed him feed him some tuna fish. He ain't leaving. That's me. So I'm I'm on the phone. I'm texting you. I'm encouraging. I've got big pom poms, and I'm gonna be cheering all day every day for you. And I think um, I just enjoy it. So it's not. I don't. I sit down and program, but I never sit down and go, "All right, how am I going to make this fun?"
1: Yeah,
2: naturally comes because that's to you, just yeah. not because
1: it's fun for you. It is hundred percent like they're going to enjoy. it. Oh my gosh,
2: hundred exactly. percent! I just enjoy it it's so much fun.
0: That's cool. Yeah, it's the, the only
2: profession. Think of it, it's the only profession that somebody else pays me to make them do all the work. That's probably Hello. why I chose to be a PT. <laughs> I mean,
1: come on. Yeah, okay. and, then, and then they walk out the door and go, Thank you.
2: Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got it. <laughs> right.
0: I just told you what to do. Time. time.
2: Yeah. That's
0: funny. Well, it's a good place to be for sure. And it's... You know, let's go ahead and just acknowledge the fact that, that that is a skill in and of itself. Like, a lot of people yeah. teach those things. Like, you, we teach something kind of called the five whys, and you just naturally just got there and talked about it without even saying it, right? So, like, so somebody's like, five whys? five whys. So, hey, you go up to somebody, and somebody says, I want to, I want you to train me. And you'll say, hey, why, why do you want to train? Well, I want to train because... I want a six pack. Why do you want a six pack, right? And you go five wise deep till you get uh, to that thing, that sad sob story that, that you talked guy, about. Guy. What they actually want and now you said like you said, now I've got them forever because you understand at the root cause internally yeah. why they're with you and then you say you latch onto that and say, "Well, this is this is how this person is actually going to sustain it," right? So like yeah. I'm not going to um, get healthier or start training just because I want a six-pack. Like that's that may work for a couple of weeks. What's right. really going to work is like, hey, you know, I actually want to be healthier for my children because I don't want to be in a wheelchair when I'm ready. whatever. Oh, gosh, these yeah. like internal things, right? The dad, on
2: the, the dad on the field, not on the bleachers. Yeah. Right, right. uh, Those are the things that'll yeah. make me
0: train day in, day out for months, years. Oh yeah. You know, not yeah,
1: six-pack can only go so far. You know, right. that's your only reason is to look yeah. here. Yeah. Like, well, you're not going to get very far yeah, in 2%. It. I like it. So, the five whys
2: are like peeling the layers of onion, as, yeah. as other people's put it. I like yeah. it. Well, and if you're I'm a people, people person, that. like you said,
1: <laughs> like that comes naturally because you genuinely want to know why people are doing what they're doing, what motivates them. Yeah. And you like to get to know yeah. your clients. And I think having that relationship is so much more enjoyable for both of you rather than me just being like, yeah, I'm going to go to this personal trainer. He tells me what to do for an hour. And that's yeah. it. But when it's like, oh, I get to go hang out with Coach Tim, I'll work out, and we'll talk. It's a lot more um, fun. Something to look
2: forward to. Yeah. Yeah. The analogies... And that's the, hard, that's the hard thing. That's that balance, right? Because I'm sure you guys are the same way. You find you have you have things you have to get done, right? They have to do the work. But within that, do you find that's hard to balance as well? Because I know the, your business is very similar. So it's, say, it. it's not the traditional physical therapist. Because I worked in it. I know what it looks like. Right. This ain't it. Right. And so that balance of we got to get work done. And I do have to have a relationship, but there's a juggle there, right? 100%. Relationship, professional, and staying on task all at the same time.
0: Yeah, there's definitely people who come in here, and if they if I let them, they would literally just sit and talk to me for 60 minutes. I'd be like, oh, yes. end of session, see ya. <laughs> and some people may need that some days, but right. we're still trying to get stuff done. I mean, it's it's pretty much the same. When, when p t sometimes come up to me and say, hey, how can I be... A, cash-based PT or how can I be successful in the physical therapy world and I'll say, worry less about the certifications, worry more about creating really healthy relationships with people and getting to those and learn all about those intangibles. That's what's going to help you in the long run. They call it the therapeutic alliance, which I like that word a lot. Right? So the alliance between you and the patient is what matters way Why? more. Why than, didn't I bring a notepad? <laughs> I
2: knew this notepad. was going to happen. We talk about this yeah. all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clinically, it's like, you know, you can have the ble-
0: best clinical skills, you know, but make, if, you know, if you really want to focus on the clinical side, be a researcher. If you want to work with people, focus on people. Focus on getting buy-in. Uh, focus percent. on, you know, how to create a therapeutic alliance or a really deep relationship with them. That's how you're going yeah. to help them long term.
1: And they tell us in PT school... They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And it's so true. Mm -hmm. And it's both sided. Like I enjoy it so much more when I I know the patient. Like I know things about their family, what they did on the weekend. And not just like small talk, but like genuinely know them and look forward to hanging out with them. And I think that's why most PTs, you have to be a people person. If you don't enjoy Mm -hmm. that, then you really are just leading someone through exercises. And that's that's not what we do here. Having that relationship allows you to help them be as successful as possible.
2: And absolutely a lot from it too did you do you find though that you're still shocked at how many people that should probably program design in an office somewhere and not be with people but they're a physical therapist oh because i've seen a lot of that as trainers gifted on in the mind very gifted
1: like very clinically smart but oh just my goodness with yeah i mean yeah i feel like there's
2: and mm-hmm. I've been He's to... Definitely
1: doc- like some people that I know. Yeah, that- so
0: but I would say the majority of PTs typically like out Because yeah. you know what you're getting into. We spend yeah. more time with patients. So most people who are in our profession really enjoy the one-on-one time. Because so you, really,
2: you have a longer period before you get to start as a physical therapist. So there's a lot of like... You get to taste it and you probably get oh, out yeah. if that's not your thing. Yeah, they make you do volunteers. Yeah. You, get you have out. a real
0: good idea of what you're getting into. Hours. Yeah,
2: that's probably what it is yeah. in, in personal training. Like, it's such a short window of like, I made a decision, I'm certified, and now I'm yeah. going. Yeah. And I've seen so many. I'm like, man, you're so talented, but this is yeah. not. Well, there's so many people like, <laughs> who I've worked
1: with on, on clinicals that are like researchers and they're, they're staring at this patient and they're like, he's doing this because of this, because of that, because of this. And I'm like, I don't really care we're gonna strengthen this or like we're gonna do this and I feel like it's a spectrum like everyone is has these skills but it comes naturally for some people and then for some people it just doesn't and we all have things to work on like Nate can talk super fast about really super smart things and like I'm just not like that and so we're all different and that's why we there's so many different patients there's so many different personalities like certain people will want to see me versus Eve versus Nate. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. And same thing for personal training. There's so many of us to go around. And at the end of the day, if the goal is to get everyone to move, we need more people and we need all oh. of us to be different so that everyone has something to relate to. That's,
2: just, that's the whole podcast right there. Summer right up. Done. That's beautiful, right? <laughs> and I, I believe it wholeheartedly because there's – when I do get phone calls uh, from referrals or whatever, and they say, hey, can I meet – or what's your rate and when can we start? I'm like, no. I said, listen, let's have a chat on the phone first. I said, I got to know that you like me and I like hanging out with you. Because if we commit to something, it's kind of a longer commitment. This isn't a... I, I still have people that fly in and it's a one day. But those are people I've already known. I, I've known or they fly in, we do something and they fly out. Most people, it's two, three, four, five days a week. I kind of have to like you if I'm going to spend that much time with you. Right. Yeah. And you're right. But it's not... My fault or their fault, if we don't mesh, we're not going to get the most out of it. And I've referred... I've got a large network of trainers in Charleston, which is amazing because there's a lot of times that I know they're going to fit better with a female. They're going to fit better with somebody who... uh, Sports performance is all they've done, you know, and so... I love what you said about that. If we're truly, if our goal truly is to get more people moving and moving more often, then it it can't be about us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Like we all want to be successful in our business, but like if you're not a good fit for me, and you need help and you need to move, Like, let me help you find someone that, that will yeah. help you
0: do these things. Yeah. They publish yeah. books on this stuff. You're doing it all over again, where they call yeah. it abundance versus scarcity mindset. So you have an abundance oh, mindset. 100%. Most people have a scarcity mindset, right? They're like, oh crap, I need the money, you gotta train this person. Every single person will know. They're a good. We don't good, like
1: each other, like, let's.
0: Right, yeah. Which arguably uh, would be a bad because that person would not get a good result, which only would be worse for you. They also would steal your energy every single day as opposed to working with people who you enjoy working with, would only give yeah. you more energy. Which it's more like so it's it's either a positive or negative flywheel. So people understanding that is. So I got
2: two, I got two stories for you. Okay, here we go. They're so great. <laughs> so one is uh, had a client had several businesses, incredibly successful, and uh, he hired a business coach. This particular business coach, I don't think it matters. I'll t- the business coach was Richard Flint. Richard Flint, business coach. You can only hire him for twelve months, no less than twelve months, and when you hire him. It's 12 months he's got to live in your personal life, your (laughs) spiritual life, your business. So it's not like you just open your business books. It's one of those, like high, high level. And so when this guy hired him, he said, listen, we're going to have a little get together. I need to see, one, tell me about all the people in your life. If you're a man of faith, I need to know who your pastor is. If you're, you know, your accountant, I need to know who they are. Who do you bank with? And then who do you know personally at the bank? Not just bank with them and not know them. you got to know
3: them. Interesting.
2: So I was invited with all the other professionals. There's like a theme, right? You remember when I said I'm always the dumbest one in the room? So again, I'm here, first time putting on a tie in years. And I'm in a room and Richard is teaching to this group of people. And it's all the people that are doing a half-day seminar for this guy. And I'm Tim. Everybody else with their credentials. And here's Tim. And during a break... I still remember this and this will uh, validate kind of story you were just saying during a break there's like five or six of us others are in the bathroom and Richard's talking to five or six he looks right at me and he goes you know what the problem is with the way you do business I don't know the accountant I don't know the attorney I don't know all the I don't know any of those people and when somebody asks you that question intuitively you go oh sure my body was screaming don't know absolutely not but I was like, yeah, sure. He looked at me and he goes, you're doing the, um, the do-si-do, or you let people do the do-si-do in your life and in your business. I'm like, I don't know what that means. He goes, oh yeah. He goes, they put a foot in and then they take it out. He said, they put a foot in, they shake a little bit, then they take it out. <laughs> and I'm like, Mr. Flynn, I don't think I'm, I still think I'm not following I'm you. not following Yeah, I'm not following so yeah, going. He says this, he goes, you're, and at that time I was. The, that particular client had challenged me a year prior. He said, who's doing the most training in Charleston? And I, I went out and looked. And at that time there wasn't that many. And you had, I don't, I can name them now, but I looked at him and I said, this is how much you're doing. And he goes, all right, it's just a numbers game. You're trading dollars for hours, so see how many hours you can get. So I was, I was, I was doing way more hours than I should have. And Richard looked at me and goes, you got people on your schedule that don't show up or that show up and don't give you really the effort. And he goes, by you allowing it, you're the one justifying those bad actions. And to the same point of it's not the right fit. And now it's your fault, right? He was the first person I wanted to punch him in the mouth because it was true. Right. But he was all these strangers and he was like telling me that I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that hurts a little bit. So
1: he told you this, but was he there for you? Or my
2: client that? had been talking to him, you know, because oh, he was the consultant. That's why he was so a my half client, day, so, yeah. My crazy. client's like, I can't reschedule. Like he does, he has my time spot, and that is it. I can't reschedule with him, and there's no other times. So, like if he wanted to juggle the schedule, so Richard already knew that. We just happened to be on a break, and I guess he was holding it in his pocket this whole time to nail me with it. Because man, yeah. it hurt me bad, but it was true. And ever since then, it's been one of those where, just like you said, if you got to be brutally honest and go, "Ugh." if I'm, I need to be the mature adult and say, this isn't working, right? And not put that on the customer or the client, right? I have to be that, and it's tough. Yeah, you had
1: to do that. Oh, What's so many times.
2: I thank Richard Flint so many times. I've, I've still made the mistake and tried to tough it out because yeah. I have faith in everybody. And you're a
0: good, a good person, too. So you're oh, like, man. all right, if there's a chance, let's try it. But,
2: it yeah. You know. So you're saying
0: there's a chance. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right? <laughs> but yeah, so fire slope, always, fire fast I'll, fast never yeah. I'll never forget that. i never forget that. He also was the one that encouraged me to start presenting, which was before the opportunity came. So I was fortunate. He said to him, he goes, look around. And he pointed to the other guy. Said, insurance? Nobody wants to talk about insurance. And he looked at the other guy, he goes, listen, taxes, nobody wants to talk about taxes. Because we're in that same little small group. Mm -hmm. He said, what you do is very interesting. He said, you've now started teaching a certain style. He goes, what, your ripple effect in life, hopefully it's the person you're teaching and maybe their children. He said, that's amazing. He said, that's awesome. He said, but what if you taught 10 other people how to do what you do? Mm -hmm. And just affected them, and they affected two generations what's your ripple effect look like then? Yeah. From that day, I was like, I joined Toastmasters like a week later. I was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to present, but I got to figure this thing out. And then the, there's the, your okay again, right? Like, oh, you should it. do this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's Toastmasters? Oh my you know God. What Toastmasters, Toastmasters is, now. that's right. right. Yeah. You've merely been surviving <laughs> until today. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> Today's the first day. I about it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Toastmasters is an organization, all around the world, and it's a, a non-profit that teaches people how to present. Most of it is executives that have just mm-hmm. gotten moved up to a different position, and now they have to present to their colleagues. It's like and, a public speaking class. Okay. Exactly. Did you have to take
0: public speaking in college? Uh, yes. Yes. So it's going to be that. Oh, I could okay. tell. She just went... It's basically Toastmasters. She just, went, toast uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: she just scratched her neck and was like, oh, God, It yes. was
1: during the election year, and it was, you know... It was a stressful experience in that class. <laughs> it was all about, you know, philosophy, and so it wasn't just your regular... Yeah, I took it during
0: a Maymester, and they did a really good job, because at first they get you to tell a story about yourself, which is yeah. usually super easy. Then you pick a topic that you like and know about, and then by the end you have to yeah. basically pick a topic oh, you don't know anything see, about. And yeah. you I had
1: to talk about atomic bombs, which was so not my idea, at all. But Toastmasters, so I'll remember that. Okay, so what was your so, second story? Oh,
2: about the <laughs> jumping feet. So this is this you was about uh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, this is about um, when you said that there's certain people that are really intelligent. They're just not in the right in, in, a, in a different way to say it. They're not in the right seat on the bus, right? And so hiring trainers and why I asked you about if you found therapists that aren't people, people. How do you say that? People,
1: people. How do you, people, persons? We're gonna go with
2: people, people. I like people, people. Yeah. <laughs> They're not a people person, and so I've hired a bunch of trainers. I don't know how many over the years. I'll never forget this one story where I was called over the intercom, one of the larger clubs. Uh, Tim came to the front, and I came to the front. And this lady had a sheet. And usually we script out new person comes in. If they're not going to work with one of us personally, we got to give them something to get started, make it easy, comfortable Mm -hmm. to come in again. She said, "I just got a couple questions about the workout." She goes. I don't remember the exercise i said hey no problem i'll take a look at it and whatever eve i promise you guys this is exactly what the first the name of the first exercise was that this trainer put okay, the brand new person not a paid client not a brand new person
0: never been in the gym before
2: <laughs> just join the gym right glenohumeral scapular adduction was the first exercise what? i swear to you so uh, much wrong with
0: that that I don't want to get into. Yeah. yeah. But then, but then the person's right in front of you asking doing. you,
2: and how do you like that? Was I, I'll never forget this awkwardness of going. How do I make this a positive? You know, yeah, yeah. and encourage, right? Get the get the big pom poms out yeah. this time because you're gonna have to really work hard. She goes, I put a little note in the back. Uh, bend over, pull up. I said, Yeah, start your lawnmower. Do anything, but call it a glenohumeral scapular adduction. And then I have to go talk to him and go. All right, so. What are we calling it this? Can we yeah. just tail row? He goes, Well, it's not. Roe. I said, All right. <laughs> oh and then I had to pull out, and then I had to actually play the smart role and go, All right, so in our defense, you're actually not right. Glenohumeral and scapular adduction. I could, glenohumeral and Humeral scapular adduction, in this plane of motion. So you forgot the plane. So if you're going to be that smarty pants, then you have to give me the plane as well. Mm-hmm. And that was the, that was the thing That's that finally okay. got him to see and go, all right, it's not for me to prove how smart I am. Exactly. And that was yes. to your point that you said earlier is they don't care how much you know. And, uh, and he was just all about why he was so smart. Mm-hmm. I said, it's great, but if she comes and sees you four days, five days a week, she doesn't have to remember name, so it doesn't really matter. right? Mm-hmm. I said, but you're setting her up to fail right away because she didn't, she didn't want to call somebody to the desk. You know how awkward that is? Yeah, it's hard enough to it. get from your car into the front door when you're brand new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine trying to call somebody else to help you because you can't read the paper. Like, in, And they
0: call you over the intercom. Hello, right. have can, can you please, can please, please come? <laughs> which I'm I'll sure. sheets <laughs> like,
2: oh God, what have I done? And I, can't
0: work <laughs> <car I have.
2: laughs> And yeah. in my head, I can picture what really happened is she got to the front desk and kind of looked both ways. And the person handed out to she goes, can you just tell me? <laughs> and they go
3: coach Tim can they come to the front like no <laughs> it's like yeah like
1: me me trying to prove how smart I am to someone is not going to help them because like that nice. might just make them feel more dumb like that's not the point of what we're doing it's yeah. to share our knowledge like we have all this knowledge and let's break it down and make it easy for yeah. someone else to access yeah
2: and then yeah. if you make them feel dumb or make them feel intimidated at all if you take and, and back to that emotional connection to movement right that emotion's in, you can't take it back. Yeah. Once that emotion sets in, even for a fraction of a second, that seed you planted, now you're about to go to the floor and move, with that being the emotion they take with them. Mm-hmm. Now that movement is associated with what?
1: Fear. And, fear and why and would you confusion. visit
2: that, if, right? Yeah. Why do you visit that again? You know, we all have the, oh, I was going to use a, probably a bad analogy. I'll use it. And you can edit out. We all have that one drink that, whether it was high school or college, that we're like, oh, we don't drink that." Yeah. Because it's associated. Bacardi for me. Oh, I love
1: Bacardi. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's
2: the
0: first thing.
1: That's it was the right. last thing I drank
0: before bad things happened. <laughs> right. Oh. And
2: you see how fast
0: that was? Oh yeah. It didn't instantly get.
2: <laughs> there's an emotion. Yeah. There's an emotion. Present, right? That <laughs> and and any memory or any incident that um that there's a high emotional response to that sticks and it sticks in that category. And if you just intimidated and now all of that next, whatever that next 30 minutes or hour is, that emotion is associated with all of that, guess what? They're not going to want to come back to Do you want to know why there's a lot of people that don't come to work out, that don't stick to their fitness routines? Is that right there?
1: Yeah. You have to make people feel good about what they're doing. It's the main reason why people are afraid to do the same movements where they thought they got hurt in. I mean, it's your body's threat response. It's like, well, we didn't feel great doing this last time. Why would I do it again? And part of it is protective, and then part of it is what we work on a lot, like breaking that and and figuring things out and realizing, like, you're not going to get hurt doing this. Like, let us start back slowly. But, yeah, that's a great point.
0: That's what we're fighting against. So that analogy can be so easily... Grown bigger. I don't know the word. Oh, there's right? a rabbit hole you large, can go down in there. Yeah. Own, yeah. yeah,
2: So many things. Well,
0: just think what, unfortunately, a lot of uh, MDs or other health professionals in the area will grab a movement and say, "This is what caused your back pain." Yeah. Right. You bent forward, and then not only do they have the negative association that Hannah was talking about. But now they have another trusted health professional saying this is why Validating. you have this problem, yeah. or you, you, know, a thousand other ways to create this nocebo effect, which we won't go into that. But it's basically what we're describing, right? Oh, yeah. Is is just they're getting this negative emotion with this certain thing, and you know, we just need to reverse that. A lot of our time is spent educating people and saying, "Hey, actually, this is not the case," you know. Right.
2: It's funny because I can. I can think back now and I feel so horrible thinking back now and go how bad I was originally especially when I started really learning new stuff and I remember laying them on a table because I got the training where I was measuring everything with a Mm goniometer. I can still eyeball within two degrees of most things because I was made to do it so many times but you go from there and I was starting to already label and I still think now because I know better now I think about how many times I said well you got the kyphotic curve and the lower cross syndrome and a hallux valgus that causes an internal external rotation of the hip and you're not going to we'll ankle. Go there. <laughs> I was there. And, you're, and you're thinking right there, and I can only imagine flipping that roll and being on the table going, I'm dying tomorrow. I don't know what all that means, but I am broken. And I feel like horrible. I'm looking back going, oh, how
1: many people did I ruin? <laughs> well, that's what you were taught. You know, it's not yeah. like you fault. It's yeah. not like you ever had bad intentions. But that's what we're taught. That's what my whole... Borg's exam, yeah. exam that I took last week was, and, but then when we sit back and we're like, so say I'm a patient, and Eve is just telling me all the things that are wrong with me, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm obviously not going to get any better, because I have all these things wrong, and there's nothing good, so I'm broken. I mean, people come yeah. in all the time, and they're like, I'm sorry, I have so many things wrong, I have so many things uh, wrong, and they apologize, and I'm like, you're not broken, that you breaks don't have my any heart. things wrong, like, let's talk uh, about all the things you have going right for you. Yeah. I think as PTs and our evals, we are taught to be like, well, this ankle has less or flexion. <laughs> this knee is a little turned in. When you walk, this hip comes up, which is causing a shoulder pain. And yeah. Like,
0: what? Yeah. I mean, I'm... it comes from a good place. So most people are doing it the because... The intention was good. The intention is, hey, you've got a problem. I know how to fix it. And they want to position themselves as an expert. And that's how they want to get buy-in. But it's, in my opinion, it's a lazy way to do it.
2: Delivery. The intention was right. The information is correct. It's the delivery that's messing everything yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had a or better memory. We be, no, can
0: go down the rabbit hole, but if some of that information is now we're finding out not correct. Like yeah. that,
2: all right. these
0: postures and rotations actually have very little oh to no effect on their overall patient's pain. Outcome. Or
2: that person, it's be, that person figured it out because of other things that you're not going to be able to fix anyway. Right. So that is their right You're actually way. not even
0: broken. That doesn't even, not even. The thing. Right. Or what they so. call,
2: we call differently abled. Yeah. Right. And uh, it's interesting though, the delivery, it made me think of this guy from stage, it was amazing, and I want to give him credit, if I had a good memory, I'd tell you exactly what it was. (laughs) He came on stage and he said, and it was probably a few thousand people we were talking to, he said, he goes, hey, most of you like steak dinners, this was before everybody was eating more vegetables and the movie came out, so he said, hey, everybody (laughs) likes a good steak dinner, right? And we're like, yeah, yeah, and he goes... Not just any steak, but like the really good steak and whether you like it Oscar style or this. And he was real descriptive. He said, and you have the fixins' all around it. He was also from the South, so I knew we had, like oh, we yeah. were here. He said, the fixins' are all around it right there. And you got the biscuit and you can hear the sizzle. And everybody's leaning in like this. And he goes, you want to eat that steak, don't you? And he's nodding. We're all nodding like this. Yep. And he goes, but I'm going to give you that steak. But here's the only thing, though. You all already agreed. You want that steak. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to deliver it to you on a dirty, upside down trash can lid. How many of y'all eating it now?
3: Hmm.
2: Right? And it's delivery. His point was most of you have the right stuff. He said, but your delivery is horrible. He goes, you're not paying attention to how you're delivering it to me. They can't receive it, and what you're giving them is a steak. No, your service or your product or what is that steak? It's the, it's the good stuff, mm-hmm. but you're delivering in a way that they're never, ever going to take it or eat it from you. And I was like, I'll never forget that.
0: Yeah. that's like somebody, again, who has good program design, but has zero idea how yeah. to actually present that information. They say gleneral human adduction instead of, oh what gosh. makes sense to you? Well, pulling a lawnmower makes it cool. We're going to call it the pull the lawnmower yeah. exercise. Exactly. That <laughs> way you come to the gym every day and you'll never freaking forget as opposed right. to, yeah. So, oh man, that's, that's really Yeah, cool delivery stuff. is
2: a huge part of it. And every day, that's, I think, the delivery. And like I said before, success breeds success. So how do I make you feel successful?
1: Exactly. Like circling back to yeah. that. If I can make you believe that doing this movement is not bad for you and that you are resilient, like you said, then like our job is done.
2: Like, right. And if today your form is just that much better than it was before or that much more successful or, hey, we're just trying to get where you can actually pick something up off the ground and you actually touch the ground today... The fact that your head wasn't in the right spot, but you got that hand on the ground, I am, you you guys can see I'm a real calm guy. I don't get excited very easily. Oh, yeah, no, I'm
1: so mellow.
2: (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm obnoxious in the gym, or I'm obnoxious sometimes with clients. Like, I cheerlead, and they're like, I didn't think it was that special, but apparently it's pretty good, because Tim went nuts over it. But I feel that way if we deliver it in a way that's magical, then to them it is, you know, and it's a success.
1: So, Well, we have a, f- a few rapid-fire questions. Okay. We'll wrap up. Okay, ready? I <laughs> can't wait for these. All right. Um, book recommendation.
2: Oh, man. Oh, you don't
1: read, do you? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a, totally. I am a slow reader. Okay. However, okay.
2: I do read a bunch. I read three or four things at the same time, and I'm heavily on podcasts and audio right now. Okay,
1: well, what's, what are you listening to down. right now that you're
2: super into? Um. Uh, the Charleston, uh, Healthy Charleston, oh, okay. I mean, of course. Wow. Of course. <laughs> I mean, they that's did. the number wow. one every morning. I'll pay you later for that. Three <laughs> <laughs> um, So there's a lot, and it's, has anybody ever asked you about a playlist? And you know, you tell them what's on your place, but you don't tell them the Guilty Pleasure song? My oh. podcast is a lot like that. Like, it's everything from Healthy Charleston to Joe Rogan to, um, oh, the Science Verses. Have you guys? Mm-mm. Oh, now that one's cool. Because I know I can already sense you're science geeks too. Like I can I can tell.
1: Science versus.
2: Science versus. Uh, okay. She's out of the UK somewhere because it's a very British accent. But she gets to interview. Matter of fact, the pandemic so early on, she was the first to interview doctors out of Wuhan and, and um, what's the doctor that consults with the president? The guy we see on TV, Fauci, Frisby. I know no I apologize to everybody listening. Uh, yeah, right. I'm, yeah. I I'm not pronouncing way. it correctly, but I know who it is. So she got to interview them early on and cool. it was very interesting because it's science versus
3: mm-hmm.
2: myths of all different stuff. So uh some of it's on health and fitness and it's interesting that way and others it's on 5G networks. Oh, gosh. Which was fascinating. Yeah. Um, the
1: rapid fire going really well. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Science anyway, Versus.
2: Science Versus is another yeah. podcast, but there's several of those. Um, and then, of course, um, probably a lot of the same ones that you know, you'll know you listen to. Yeah.
0: That's um, good. I think that's good. That's, yes. I've never heard of that one. I like that. It's good My nugget.
1: Favorite exercise. Ooh. <laughs> For you. I can only pick one. I know. What's your favorite thing
0: to do? Oh, you can only pick uh, one, my, the most, the most
2: important thing that I have to do is uh, stretching hip flexors because it's where I'm the tightest. So it's the most important. It's not my favorite, right? What's your favorite? Which is everybody what do you enjoy? Oh, I enjoy sprinting because I'm good at that. Okay,
1: all right. Favorite restaurant in Charleston?
2: N- there's no chance. There, there's that's an impossible question. <laughs> you don't like any of them? That's an impossible question. That's For not me. an
0: impossible
2: question. So the, like, there's <laughs> seven best burger shops, there's oh six gosh. best Italians, there's You're there's only a couple. That's
0: such a good question. You have to pick one. You yeah. have to pick.
2: Alright. One in each category. It's your last, no, just, it's your last
0: meal on planet Earth. Oh, You're about to be abducted and sent to Mars forever, and you can only you can have one last meal. What
2: would it be? It'd be five courses from different restaurants. No. Right. Oh
0: my god. It can only be from one restaurant.
2: Um, all right, so I'll just stick with my neighborhood then. I would say the classic calzone add banana peppers and pineapples from Park Pizza.
1: Never heard that. Cool. So we will be going there. Again,
2: time. you've merely been surviving and not living.
1: What's your answer? music to <laughs> work out,
2: too? Ooh.
1: <laughs> These are hard for you.
2: <laughs> it's 80s and 90s. It's going to be 80s rock or 90s hip-hop.
1: I like it Okay, and then TV show you're currently watching
2: uh, oh we just started watching the one that was filmed right here Outer, at Beach, Outer Banks I
1: need to watch that
2: and Maybe I don't know if it's good or not so you gotta tell me if it's good I haven't um, good. even started it yeah. Yeah. well I've watched I don't know because I spend the whole time going that Shim Creek exactly. oh that's the gym he ran past the gym right there and that's the old that's village that's
1: not why I wanna watch it do you
0: watch like, the so mighty gemstones have you seen that on HBO oh, oh, that's all know. set in Charleston too he's so, like a church pastor he's like a church um, and like the church is at the Coliseum so you recognize all this stuff it's another uh, one where you're like ooh I know the parking lot ooh there's the North Charleston Park, uh, Park so there. I'm gonna be
2: texting you later going remind me which one. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah. it's the only gemstones. on HBO but it was
0: it's it's a little vulgar but it's fine I can be yeah. vulgar
2: Gemstones alright so that's like a guilty watch guilty pleasure yes, watch that's a guilty yeah. pleasure you have time watch. what's
1: that's yours like, so I, me and my roommate just started You're Dead to Me which is completely oh, ridiculous um, mm-hmm. that's what that's what we've been watching
2: Nice. But yeah, it's a great, thing. Like, shut down. Way. Yeah. It's
1: like, it's like, how can they make this even more ridiculous? And then they do. So oh, so I, will,
2: I will say when this first, all the pandemic first started, it's, you're bombarded, right? And you almost can't avoid it. And I'm, if you ask any of my clients, they know I boycott news altogether. Because I have so many people that I talk to. Like, somebody will tell me if a hurricane's coming, I'll know. I don't have to watch it all day, every day. And there's also psychology. We'll, we'll go offline because I know we're a past time now. On that, that's interesting. But, because I don't listen to it at all, but early on I was listening to it, you know what I really need? I could I could feel it. I'm like, I need slapstick humor. Do you remember Martin? You guys are both too young. Yeah.
0: Damn, Gina. Yes. Yeah, of course I am. Oh, and
2: I needed something like that. That's just this comical. And uh, Martin Wins, who I worked with when he was here for a while, he has a show, The Wins. It's like The Wins Family, but it's had that old Martin household yeah. feel. Yeah. Have you seen his show? Mm-hmm. So is it brand new? No, this uh, is old. Right? It's been out a couple couple years. It's not like old like Martin old, but it's been out. They like, a
0: Wayne brothers show where they did like not a the Wayne out. brothers. This is uh, a new one. Oh, this okay. is
2: just uh, Martin and his like family. Like Martin mm-hmm. was with his family, like daughter, and okay. so it's a great like. A I, con- I'm gonna I laugh show. no matter how like, miserable. I feel like the world is coming to an end what right is now. Uh, Marlon. Marlon. Yeah, just Marlon.
3: Okay.
0: There are not many sitcoms. So sitcoms are dead. Good. Sitcoms are huge. That yeah. It brings
2: back that style, and you're like, this is the best. Like, sit back. Everything yeah. is going to be so good. You had good. Like, Tim Allen. You had Martin. Yes. You had
0: Friends. You had like, back in those sitcom days.
2: That's basically. the style, and I just needed that, and I found it on Netflix, and it's nice. awesome. It's been
0: interesting. Good for you. Right okay. good. Oh, awesome. yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate you taking out your time to... Hey, Sorry, I didn't have
2: more good information or oh my gosh. enthusiasm yes. for you. Yeah, really.
0: <laughs> like, Maybe next time. I He's <laughs> actually wanting to make the cut. We're probably going to do it. Right, little right. Maybe someone
2: will finally follow up before willing like, to post it. <laughs> this. This has been awesome. So,
1: thank you all so much. No, we'll appreciate see you next it.
0: Time. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on the Healthy Charleston Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we would love for you to head over to Instagram, search Healthy Charleston, one word, like, follow, comment on today's episode. If you have any questions, comments, if you have possible guests that you want us to bring on, if you have any topics you want us to discuss, reach out there, send us a direct message. We would love some feedback. Also, if you get any extra time, head over to iTunes, Give us a rating. Again, put comments there. We love your feedback. Have a phenomenal day.